0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez, Rev. Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera.
3: Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Circle of stars in the same oh big sky. I'm Reverend Jack Fernandez.
0: <laughs> and I'm Reverend Skip Jennings. <laughs> I'm Faith Rivera. We're uh, so happy to be here with you.
1: <laughs> you know, if, if, if our listeners could actually see us before we go on, we are dancing every week. I <laughs> you know, circles is my jam. Circles yeah. is my jam. It speaks to what <laughs> here to do at Voices of Unity. We're all about coming together. And and thank you, Faith, for downloading this as God through you, because it just makes me happy every time I hear it.
0: Man, Every well, time. I got to give props to uh, Sebastian Hughes, the producer on that, my co-writer, and Nitsini Paris. She's up where you mm-hmm. guys are, and the Hawaii Songwriting Festival for giving us the space to write this in a hotel room somewhere. And, you know, <laughs> who knew we were yeah. writing it for our show? So yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot this of good songs weird. have come out of hotel rooms. You know, oh. this
0: is <laughs> have that. They...
3: <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll leave it at well, that. Well, you know that makes me think of, uh, but it makes me think of the Posy Fest. You know, and that's the true. yes, and the songwriting circles and all of that, and that's always in a hotel. You know, and and the pajama jams. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Good <laughs> songs can happen anywhere.
1: Oh, my, <laughs> my two sisters, sisters in faith and in, in love and in, in spirit. What's happening this week? How you doing?
0: <sighs>
1: I know, right? Uh, Take so breath. Take
0: break. Okay, I'm just going to, well, I'm, You know, with with both of you, my beautiful family and friends, we've been involved with the Unity Eastern Regional Conference, and so that's Mm -hmm. been an amazing time, you know, birthing a new paradigm, you know, can you think of a bigger, more on topic, you know, more on point topic, you know, that's, that's what we talk about here, and so my life has been full with that for sure, you know, and... I don't know. I, I'm t- I'm doing moment by moment. That's what my week is today. <laughs> Drop off kid. Walk the turtle. Live stream. You know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you say walk the turtle? We, the turtle? we do. They- <laughs> we have a tortoise named Kiara, and <laughs> we. Yeah, we thought she was depressed and didn't want to eat. She was bored. We just need to, like, take her outside, and she just, just like, wants to walk up the hill. I found her on her back the other day. She's trying to, like, go vertical. I don't know what she's doing. So <laughs> she's added. How, how big is she? She's small. Wait, there's a small little thing, a little baby. And pounds? I don't even, or less. Yeah,
3: she's uh-huh. a small little you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just I just got to see like I need a picture of Faith Rivera walking her tortoise. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I have one on Facebook with Izzy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. behind the thing. For, that
3: is yeah. amazing.
1: That's the life is amazing.
3: Full and fun. Yes, yes. How about huh? you, know,
2: Jackie?
3: Well, I have not been walking a tortoise this week and now I feel <laughs> I feel like there's something missing from my week. <laughs> see? Okay. But it has been amazing to be part of the Unity Eastern Region Conference and you you're right, faith about their their topic, you know, like they did not phone this one in their theme Mm -hmm. of birthing a new paradigm and all the programming they've built around that is just amazing. So that's been wonderful to, to be a part of, and also to just know that that depth of work is being done in the movement and wow, we
1: need it now more Mm -hmm. than ever. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. (laughs) Tell us about you, Rev Skip.
1: I'm taking holy breaths, as our my dear friend, teacher, mentor, Brother Michael will always say in the middle of a service, take a breath right here, take a holy breath. So I've been taking holy breaths. I've been learning to walk very much what you're talking about, faith, step by step, moment by moment. Along with the Unity Conference, I'm preparing my candidate um, talk and workshop for Fort Lauderdale. I leave out on Friday Heading to Fort Lauderdale to be with a new community to see as as uh, Dr. Chris Michaels put yes, yesterday or Sunday out to the congregation. Um, Skip is coming to see if this is a good fit for him and a good fit for us. So that has been on my mind with everything else, and I'm very excited about what we get to talk about tomorrow. Um, Reverend Jackie yeah. is you know healing the uh, historical trauma of separation. And for me, this has been a big part of my ministry and what I know I'm called to do. And if I could share this, I've been in a a forgiveness workshop with uh, Chris Michaels and also the um, Center for Spiritual Living in Fort Lauderdale on Wednesdays. It's a forgiving workshop through September. And I didn't realize how much unforgiveness I've been carrying about racism and the institutional racism. And... I know that it was not done with me. I had not done the work because when we would read a story about racism, this anger would build up in me. And that was my indication I still have some work to do. So, you know, you know, Birthing a New Paradigm, we did the Ho'oponopono on Sunday. It activated healing within me. Mm-hmm. And there was a willing to let it go and willing to be free from it because unforgiveness for me has held me as a captive, a willing captive. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that whole experience on Sunday night just took me to another dimension of freedom. So I want to thank both of you.
3: Oh, I love it. I love hearing about that healing work. That's what it's all about.
0: Well, and there's freedom on that other side. I mean, I think at a certain point, you know me, I always point back to Abraham Hicks. It's just like one question. Do you want to feel better? (laughs) It's exactly what you said. You're like, I'm a willing captive. Well, different storyline now. I'm a Mm -hmm. free, I don't know, flying. I don't know
1: what to, baby. I don't know, not a baby. (laughs) You're always talking about fly that unicorn, Faith. You've coined that, so a free (laughs) unicorn.
0: There you go. Yeah. yeah, the best parts of us that are yeah. not encumbered by that past pain. So, yeah. <sighs> all right. right, all right, people. We we have a guest today. It's
3: we
1: do. What very-
3: I mean, a guest. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> the guest. No, the yes. guest. I want to talk need- to you a little. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to look-
3: say we need to like we need to roll out the red carpet. We need to get the drum roll ready. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. so dr reverend dr julia moret first of all i wouldn't say that i've known her for a long time she's my teacher she you know one of my first ministerial classes was public speaker for ministry and um we did one and two and she just rocked me and where i thought i might have had a speech down when i got up she would come up to me and going. So let's see if we can go a little bit further. She would push me to go a little bit further and I I would get so like, oh, but I thought I did my best. And and then I realized what she really wanted me to be the best that I could be. And I'm just so grateful for for, uh, Dr. Julie being here. And she is the author of What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique Brand. I've read this book several times. It's a brilliant book. Um, She is an accomplished inspirational speaker and teacher. She holds degrees in a wide range of healing modalities, including psychology, neurolinguistic linguistic programming, um, clinical hypnosis, and hand-on energy healing and shamanism. She has a great TED Talk that's out there. If you ever listen to the TED Talk, it is unbelievable. Um, do you think I like her a lot? Do you think I love
3: her? <laughs> I don't know. Tell us more. I don't know.
1: Yeah. She's the most gracious person I've I, that that you want to know that I've met, and we've been on this journey a long time at Agape, and I'm so grateful now to be able to call myself a licensed Agape minister, along Ooh. with uh, Julie. So she's not only a friend, she's also a colleague, and I'm just so grateful that she's on this show, Reverend Julie. Hey, <laughs> Woo, Wow, that's Woo-hoo. fun.
2: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here with all of you. <laughs>
1: Come on
3: in. The water's fine.
1: (laughs) Don't just stick your toe in there. Come on, jump in with us.
2: (laughs) I'd like to. I like that idea. I feel like this is a moment that calls for jumping in. I feel like this time we're living in is like, oh, see, when I get really excited, I curse, but I'm going to try my (laughs) best not to. It's a moment that calls us to really jump in, you know? Mm. And so I'm grateful to have a conversation and uh, dive deep.
1: You know what, offline, you know, I I, I love. I would love for you to tell the story about your, your son and going through the pandemic. He went through puberty?
2: Yeah, it, uh, and he's going to love me sharing this right now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, thanks, thanks so much for that, <laughs> as all 15-year-olds would like their business shared publicly. No, I was just, I was looking through some photos, and it dumbfounded me to see that at the start of the pandemic, his he had a boy face. He was a boy still. And I, I look at him today and I see the man that he's becoming. And it really I, I, I think honestly, you know, he was home for a year and a half. And so he was just eating and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it just like, whoa, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe
0: we all grew through this, right? I mean, that's what today's about is this COVID pandemic and or sacred reset. Sacred reset. So so what's the what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Julie? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's really important to take a moment and integrate and kind of process for ourselves. You know, there's this saying in psychology that you can have two people go through a traumatic experience. And if one person processes it after the fact, I mean it can be the worst of the worst, but after the fact, they process they receive empathy, they receive compassion, they feel heard and understood and um, doesn't get that benefit, but just keeps moving on in survival mode, their neural networks, their neural patterns will go on loop over and over again. The children they think of, I I like to take a look at it on a macro level and a micro level. On the macro level, Q life itself, not just humanity, but life was like a great big teapot and it had been boiling for a while, you know? Uh, the Mother Earth, her oceans are choking on plastic. In on the streets that I grew up in in Miami, they now flood every year. Why? I don't understand. There are fires happening at record paces. There's heat happening at record paces. So the Earth itself is is sending a message, but we humans, we keep doing our thing. And then in the area of social justice, in the psyche of humanity, we don't get away with anything. So if you have a, a caste system in India, if you have the Holocaust in Germany, if you have slavery in America, and if these traumas are not well and thoroughly acknowledged, empathized with and dealt with, that impacts the psyche of humanity. And since everything impacts everything, quantum entanglement, the earth is not any different than our health is not any different than our social justice issues, like it's all wrapped up. So it was just this great big boiling pot and it it went over, you know, it just boiled over. So that's on the macro level and we get to decide, are we gonna just like put the lid back on and turn the temperature down a tad So, it doesn't quite boil over until the next horrific thing happens, or are we gonna empty the pot? And I think this is a time and it's work, it's not fun. But, you know, so that's on the big picture level. And then on the individual level, it's each of us gets to do their part and reflect, you know, in all of the areas. Because what happens when all this overflowed is we were vulnerable. We were, we were. Our immune systems literally were weakened by the stresses in our psyche, in our food, in our environment. And so when a virus shows up, yeah, you know. Um, so that's a lot. I can keep going. <laughs> well, well, Julie,
0: you, I heard you speak on it, and you. I, and you maybe you can go to it now or not, but you had talked about, there was this choice point when you said, are you gonna go hide in a bunker, or get your son and just hide in a bunker? And I don't know which part you were referencing, but I'm applying it to here now. And you know, how, what you came out, you're like, I'm either gonna go hide or we're gonna go all out. And I loved, you know, I took your love hard. I mean, I think that's where our, the opportunity is now is, you know, this is, I felt it, it's our moment to shine our brightest light, whether you're new thought or you say you're a person of love that this is our moment to live everything we've said. So anyway, I appreciate your fire and your passion and I feel you and I know they love you too. So I'll let them talk. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah. You said so much, um, so much good stuff. And I love that delineation between what's happening in the macro and then what we do like on the ground at the point of our own lives. And so much of that what you described at the macro level is happening internally, right? It's, it's all the same. It's all fractals of each other. And it makes me think about like you talked about your son, you know, I was in this um baby romance relationship and part of what happened in the pandemic is, you know, you could say our relationship went through puberty and matured and we got married, you know? And so there's been that whole like area of growth and then this, um, that time of this blending of, of families, my two kids with um, her kid, um, happening under this blanket of uh, every, the world has gone virtual, so everyone's at home, and the teenagers with you know the young um, toddler at the time um, being able to spend time together that wouldn't have been permitted by the busyness of the lives we were living before. And so um, there, you know, and we've touched on what the gifts are um, throughout this, but but to really bring all of that back to the transformation that has happened and how it shapes us and the the choices we make in terms of emptying that pot, which requires us to let go of all of our attachments to the dysfunction in the pot (laughs) that was there, but also the good that was there. And, and to me, that's what we keep. I, I, well, I'll speak for myself in my personal life. That's what I keep bumping up against too, is, is yes, I'm ready to like, this is like a sacred do-over, right? We get to remake um, what was unconscious before um, and like having to get really honest about what I'm trying to drag into this new way that doesn't fit, doesn't fit anymore.
2: That's powerful. That's real powerful. That's a great thing for everybody listening to, and myself included to reflect on. Am I still trying to drag anything in? Like I already went through a big thing did I learn my lesson or I'm still trying to like drag along my stuff because of whatever it brings up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know,
1: the other thing too, I mean, I mean, this is a very fundamental, um, well, not even, you know, Ernest Holmes says there's no high education or low education, but just for our listeners who might be wondering, why does this time feel so challenging? I had, um, the privilege. It was such a, incredible privilege, a highlight of me being a podcaster. I had Robert Thurman, Bob Thurman on my podcast last week, and he is just a wealth of knowledge. And I asked him a similar question. He says that we have not been able to really look at our own mortality. Therefore, it brings on the suffering. And he says the, the answer to our bliss is understanding being right where we are, at this time is finding our bliss, being awake and aware. So, you know, Rev, I'm going to ask you, why has this been so challenging for people to get their head around? This is a spiritual um, experience that we're having. Others that I've talked to and, and this group here, we are like going, this has been the best thing ever. Things that are coming through, and we don't want to say this that, and deny the, the hardship that's happening out there. But, Rev, can you speak to that of, of the challenges of this and why people are still going through the challenges?
2: I, I would love to, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because um, because fear's driving the bus. and wow. and, and I really got a wake-up call because, you know, everybody's got their opinions. They're the right people and the wrong people. The ones that do this are good. The ones that do that are bad right? So we have all of our opinions, but there comes a point where where we got to get that everybody that's got a strong opinion, what's driving all the opinions is fear, right? And so um, I think that fear locks us into survival brain. And I'd love to pass on some really simple tools. I I think of, of us as having three brains, the survival brain, the emotional brain, and the executive brain survival brain is fight flight freeze or appease so there's this weird bug that starts floating around the world grocery stores you know are shutting down the shelves are empty all kinds of stuff is going on people go into their main survival system fight flight freeze or appease okay so some people got really angry and just lost their brains it seemed like other people just freeze up you know some of us are still a little frozen you know a year and a half later and so, um, so fear takes over and it's so easy for fear to take over because mainstream media is is driving it. It really works. Fear sells better than, you know, a happy puppy or a happy kitten, you know, doing a cute, adorable thing. So we're getting inundated with fear energy. So some real simple things to help us be able to integrate this moment is Just to check out and and notice where we're at. So like the basic survival strategies to get out of survival brain, um, you can take some, some recalibrating breaths, breathing in quick and then exhaling slow. So for the listeners, I invite you to do this. It's amazing how simple these things are, but they can really help reset us because the goal is you want to go from survival brain into emotional brain to see what do I really feel and then you get to the executive brain. That's where creativity is. That's where possibilities are. That's how we birth a new world. I can't birth a new world if I'm gripped in, in my survival brain. It, it won't have legs. There's not a foundation under it. So the first thing is, well, you just tend to your survival needs. It, you know, you make sure you have a warm blankie. I do a lot of these Zoom things. I, oh, we're not on camera. I'm showing y'all. Um, I, my robe is with me because it's all cozy and comfy. And it's like my little cuddle security blanket, right? Um, so, it, you know, you you make sure your body is kept warm. That's very important. You make sure you have a nice warm beverage, that you're well fed. You get food in your body. There's something called self-petting, horrible name, but you can take your arm and just like run your hand down your arm And it actually produces oxytocin, and it's a self-soothing technique. It's extraordinary. So if you're feeling anxious, if something's going on, we want to learn these tools, breathing in quickly and then exhaling very slowly. Breathing in quick and exhale super, super slow. All of that helps us reset and then from there we're able to slowly start moving out of the survival brain then you want to get into the emotional brain we want to have really good emotional hygiene right now right so that means being well ventilated emotionally so a, a simple thing just notice take a physical inventory what am, what am i feeling in my body right now you know where where is there tightness is there like a little pinching is it comfortable is there ease and as you're listening, I really invite you to do this. this is, these are tools that work when we work them. So you just do an inventory physically. And then you start noticing, okay, what do I feel? What emotions are present? Because I got to tell you, there, there are days that pass. And I don't even, I'm not even registering what my emotions are because I'm on autopilot. But all these stuck coagulated feelings, and I assure you, no matter how beautifully you may think you have gotten through the last year and a half, These feelings, if they're not, if you're you're a human being and you're watching news about things that happened um, in the area of civil rights and civil liberties and injustices, gross injustices, things that are occurring right now, if you're going through a, a virus experience, all of these things, whatever side of any of the issues you're on, we're having emotions. We want to stay well emotionally ventilated so they don't coagulate in the body. That's what causes disease. So we start by doing a physical inventory. What am I, what am I feeling that brings us into the present moment? What am I, what am I feeling emotionally? And then only then can we start to move into the executive brain. And that's where we're like, Oh, you know, that's where we get ideas to do this whole program y'all are doing all week long on zoom on screens. You know, that we, those things that used to be people gathered together in person. Now we can do them in a new way. So, so there's this process that is so crucial and necessary that we really tend to ourselves. Um, what is it? Dr. Dan Siegel, he talks about being seen, safe, and soothed, that these are like crucial human needs and seem safe, and soothed, and hopefully we get them from our parents. So, Faith, I, I trust you're doing that with your kids and with your turtle you were sharing. <laughs> but beyond that... <laughs> Beyond that, we want to make sure we're doing that for ourselves. And I think that so many of us kind of went into a lockdown mode of just surviving. So we want to get back to that, making sure we really are seen safe and soothed for ourselves. That's a lot. I just feel like, boy, we got to be really smart right now and integrate what we've been in and and learn what we need to learn in all the different areas. Otherwise, we'll just repeat this, you know.
0: You know, Rev Skip, I mean, we've all talked about this, you know, where like when the pandemic came, they're just talking about all this other level of, you know, masks, I get it, vaccine debt, but no one talked about, we didn't talk about, can we soothe? ourselves and you know the water that i mean and, and it just sounds so like simple and it's like why weren't we yelling that from the mountaintops finding moments of love and i don't know if you know but you know my family and i actually did get covid and but we were really lucky it was so mild but julie i swear this pandemic and then getting COVID has made it just so simple where and i think it's what you're bringing to us taking that moment just to to tune in and that's all it did. It made it so simple. Is this thought or what I'm feeling going to lead me towards health, towards happiness, or is it not? And it made it that simple because everything else I didn't care about, right? Yeah. I just wanted us to be okay. And so so keep preaching. I, I, yeah, this
2: <laughs> Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith just just asked this question. He said, we want to be really mindful of the questions we're asking. You know, Are you asking how not to get COVID or how do I stay massively, vibrantly healthy? Yes. And I, I, Faith, uh, to your point, I had an experience where I my family practices really good health practices for years. We just have our, our program. We do our C's, our D's, our zinc, you know, like we're on it, right? And, um and, all that and Julie, I'm so yes. sorry to
1: hold that thought because we have to go to break, but we're going to have a song and you're going to talk about this when you come right back. So awesome. hold that thought. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Explore new thought philosophy and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity.
4: Won't pretend that I'm alright not sure I have the will to fight, but there's a storm that's coming our way. Hey, can we find the courage? To save us, who'll save us, nowhere to turn So find the strength that's inside us I'm counting on you, and you are me Let's stand our ground, God make shelter now Be a lighthouse to everyone A ready for your blessings, to steady, I know they will arrive. Feel alive, seek a bunch of love, and escape the lies That's the only way that we get do hey, keep hope alive. alive Make a change, stand up, keep your head up Living life in the fast, like kind I'm of sped up I'm fed up of trying to get my bread up Get up, got to make a change for the better Let's stand our ground yeah. Gotta make shots on now Be a lighthouse to it
1: <laughs> i just got my cardio on dancing and arms oh. up and it was like you know so the
0: <laughs> y'all that's what we are and we are just so lucky to have julie here with us julie moret who is this she's this lighthouse i feel that passion that light from you julie so thank you thank you yeah, and, yes. and this why this don't we can- pos- is this up for a posse not yet. I don't think it's if I've easy. ever submitted, but this song means so much to me. Also, yeah. thank you for giving it that moment and listening to it. I always think like, can't people hear it? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, we have to stand our ground and that's what we're doing here. So okay. i to get back Look later. alive. Yeah, look alive,
3: <laughs> baby. <laughs> I want to, so speaking of looking alive, I want to hear about your family's wellness. <laughs> you were talking, Julie, before oh, the right, break, right. you were talking about what your yeah. practices
2: are. So so what I wanted to share and um, and faith I'm I'm still in your song because I it, it's so rousing to me it's so calling me to like and then I start cursing when I get this passionate so <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to move forward but I want you to know that that on, on behalf of everybody listening like yes you know you're calling us out that we've got to be more. We've got to do things differently. What we were doing in every aspect of our beingness was not working. And so I say yes to that. And, and I have an example of, of what happens when we're not on our game. So you were sharing how your family experienced COVID. Uh, I, I said, my family is like, we, we just, health and vitality is like a, a, a real focal point in our lives. I was massively healthy for about the first year of quarantine. And then I went through an experience where I was, um, I had a, a very stressful experience that lasted for about five weeks. And it put me in that survival brain that I was talking to you about, where I was just making it day to day. I was, I had, I had so much anxiety going on, and it impacted my immune system. I felt and knew I was impacted, but I was willing my way through a very challenging circumstance experience um for about a month as soon as i completed that challenging experience i got covid and like it was it was so obvious to me that our lives are not random that that what we've been through in all the different areas that humanity has experienced over the last 2 years is not random it makes sense and what we choose is what we create and the choices we make are impactful that's the good news and it's just the news right and so um, so, what do we do differently? You know like and what I to the point about having a strong foundation of health, um, as soon as I got sick, sick and I had completed this project that was challenging, um, I, I immediately got back into everything that I had stopped doing because I was just in that survival brain. I got back to my herbs and my supplement protocol. I never needed medicine. I didn't need to go to doctors or hospital or anything like that. I had, I just moved through it with, with some grace. Um, I'm envisioning what I look like at points, probably not so graceful. I like lived in my sweats for a week and a half, but um, which is not so different from how I normally am. I shouldn't pretend anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) So the point is we want to make sure, I hope what we've learned is that we get a strong foundation, a strong foundation in every area, all the big topics that I've already brought up must be thoroughly and completely addressed otherwise we'll just repeat them again so so that means like getting getting our protocol together to help keep us out of survival. So when something happens, and we have moments all day long every day where there's anxiety or there are angers or whatever there are. And so you keep your body warm, you have a, a warm you know, tea or water, fresh water, you make sure you're well fed, those kinds of things. But another key piece I wanted to make sure to mention is getting it out of us, getting whatever the feelings are out of us. And I shared this on, um, on an Instagram story uh, just over the weekend. That I started this new practice where if something happens and I feel a uh, feeling, whatever you can, any kind of feeling I don't desire to have, I, I'm, I'm doing better at getting it out of me. So um, true story. This is embarrassing to say, but I, I frequently do the benedictions at the Agape International Spiritual Center. And when I'm really myself, like I'm starting to well up right now, when I'm really being my true authentic self and I'm praying. Sometimes my voice gets a little crackly. Sometimes I fumble over words and it's not perfect. And so even though what comes out of my heart is sincere, almost, you know, frequently when I get off stage, I feel some humiliation. I feel embarrassed. And so what I do now, and my family's used to it, is uh, like, if I have that kind of feeling, then I have to get it out of myself. So I'll go like, ah, (laughs) Sorry to sound guy Jeff, Um, but I just have to get out. So my family knows I'm just vibrationally getting it out of me. So that's why listening to faith's music helps me move to a frequency of possibility, getting stuff out of us with intention. So if you kick or punch a pillow, envision what you're letting go of not to be hurting someone or something else, but I'm releasing this It's crucial that we are emotionally well ventilated at this time. It must happen for all peoples all around the world that have suffered. There must be a releasing. Otherwise, it stays in our neural networks and the pattern repeats on loop over and over and over generationally. You know, that was a lot. (laughs)
1: But it was so point on, and I had a great conversation with uh, Reverend Michael, Michael Bernard Beckwith, at our um, initiation for our new practitioners on Saturday. And we were talking about how much exercise is so important. You're talking about getting it out? It was the exercise that allowed me to get on my Peloton bike, to go for a run, to actually get physical, and I would find myself on the bike going I mean, really this, this, this kind of orderly kind of this in the tummy kind of thing. And I realized, oh, in yoga, we teach the lion's breath. We teach, we make the sound ah, of the lion. So we're getting out all the excess energy that we don't want. So as you're telling us to get it out of us, this is something that we've been doing for, I would say centuries and not realizing why we're doing it, but we're getting the negative out of us.
2: Yeah, big cats in the wild, like you see a panther in the wild, they're stalking prey. Every single muscle is taut, it's intense, it's tight. And as soon as whatever the experience is is over, what do they do? They shake, you can shake. You want to get it out of you physically. And I think the way we level it up is by adding intentionality. I'm releasing whatever it is that's pissing me off. I'm letting it go. If it's a feeling I don't like, I'm letting it go. Because we must move into that brain state of creativity where we can write songs like Faith, where we can create these masterpieces that want to want to move through us or speak like Reverend Jackie or Reverend Skip, like you want to move into a creative state that can make a difference. And everybody, whoever's listening, like we all have have our avenue, but we've got to be available to inspiration. You know, we've got to do what it takes to be available to divine inspiration. So that's important work, necessary work. I love it. Well, I don't I feel, want to be back with like, masks on again. <laughs> I feel so seen right now,
3: <laughs> you know, with that guttural, like making a noise. And it's like my family's gotten used to it. And it's Sunday night and it comes out in waves for me. And and I I mean, it took me some time to just be okay in myself with that, that I'm doing this. <laughs> but it's necessary. And in, in our family, we call it getting the energies out. And just, you know, if you need to walk, if you need to, you know, whatever, shake, whatever it is that we need to do, jump up and down, jumping jacks, whatever. Uh, But for me, it's that, ah, I just do that. And so I thank you so much for bringing that because it's not just me. It's also Skip. It's also Julie Moritz. It's, you know, and, and so I'm so glad that we can offer this to anybody out there who's not either not been able to just follow that impulse, but maybe who doesn't know, like, hey try this, like, let it out, get it yeah. out. And, and the focus that comes after and the relief from it. Uh, yes. That creative inflow, it just, it becomes in the flow, right? It's a way of crashing.
2: Yeah. We become available and to next next month. it. Yes. We become, we, we become available. Our, our energetic meridians are, are flowing again. There are no obstacles. There are no obstructions. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's a great, um, important thing to do. And, um, and it's exciting that we're that we have some dominion over what's happening in, in our lives and in the world. Like we can really make a shift, an energetic shift, and that impacts the experiences and events in our lives. So I think that's very hopeful, you know? It is.
0: It's everything.
2: Um, you know, I'm gonna be teaching
0: this to my kids. I'm taking notes. I don't know if they'll understand the emotionally well-ventilated, but I'm gonna take that, you know, because sometimes when my son gets angry. Even my daughter, they lose their words. And sometimes I get upset saying like, I don't know how to help you. But now if I can say, you know, you can shake it off. You can do Blah. that. You know, I don't do that yet, which I probably need to. I think my family's more about internalizing, you know. Yes. But about, I love what you said about, you know, we have, we go to fear brain. And I'm really happy that in this process, you know, when the COVID thing happened, I think I was on a show. Wasn't I with you, Rev Skip, where I got the call. My husband was was positive. And I talked myself on air of like, am I going to choose the road of the, you know, the chaos and the panic, or am I going to know the truth? And that set everything. And when my kids and I were driving to get our second test, cause we were negative and my son was scared, you know, cause he has asthma and all that. I was in that car driving. I said, babies, it doesn't matter what this test says doesn't matter. It's not going to tell us who we are. We're doing this so we can keep others safe. And, you know, I just, we just affirmed what we knew to be true. And, and I want to keep doing that for my kids. And so this next piece that you're teaching me of really learning how to be emotionally well ventilated, that's so long. E, emotionally, W, I'm
1: going to make it shorter. Some some other words. We have an acronym coming. We'll work yeah, on that acronym. Thank you. Thank you. That is so
2: valuable to me. So my kids will learn this. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, so it's great as a takeaway to be really mindful of the questions that we're asking, you know, are, uh, has the focus been, how do I not get COVID or how do I stay massively healthy? And I would invite everybody listening, like, what's your game plan? You know, what works for you? What did you learn? Did you research? Did you study? You know, and, and it's not just in physical health, it's in it's in everything. What 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 are your, what are your questions now? How can I shine? How can I serve? How can I make a difference? How can I level up? You know, how can I love better? Like all these great things. Like we made it through a very challenging thing. It's still happening, but we're we're stabilizing. And so we want to ask, how can I, how do I want to emerge from this? We get to decide that. That's extraordinary. We get to decide it. You know, To bring us back to the top, two people can go through the same trauma and end up 100% different. So we're in a choice point, and the choice that we make actually creates neural synapses. It creates patterns in our brains, and those are the patterns that will run. So we get to choose. That's exciting.
1: It's very exciting. And before, because we have a little bit of time left, I want to talk a little bit about what's your what. It changed me. It really changed me on a deep, and it was one of the very first I think books that I kind of knew the author, where I would see the author every week, <laughs> either in, okay. in school or or even in class or or walking through Buckingham and Agape. It was very interesting. I I was your little fanboy for a while. I don't think you knew that, and I was <laughs> just like I. But your book changed me on a cellular level, and I would love our audience to hear a little bit about what's your what.
2: So, what's your web? Is um, it's about how to become interactivated, How to find out, like, what's your thing? We all come into this life, and there's there's a pers- there's a purpose, there's a mission that's placed inside of us. And um, I spend a lot of time, you know, trying to live the purpose that my parents told me was my purpose, or you know, what society tells us. Or, but it helps us to clarify. And I do a lot of exercises. Um, that are, that I find just fascinating when I did them to help find out like, what are the driving qualities that we come in with? Because there's certain things that we just are, like, you don't have to try for them. You just are, you know, inspiration, joy, light, harmony, truth, justice, righteousness. We all come in with some qualities. And so then I have a couple of chapters. One is mind design, design your mind. And the other is amuse yourself. And I do a lot of of exercises on how to rig your environment to become um, activating without, you know, unconsciously activating so that you look at something and it ignites you. It it elicits what you want, whether that's relationship or love or health or success or finances. And um, and I'm a a passionate person when when it comes to uh, feng shui. I, I, it's a science and I just adore it. And I prove it over and over again the, when I, when I use these tools and I didn't even realize I was doing feng shui in this book, um, through the exercises that, that the, the art of placement, uh, we have a, a physical, chemical, emotional, spiritual, psychological response to everything around us all the time. We have responses to everything around us all the time. We can rig our environment to become self-inspiring and when you are self-inspiring that's when the 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 idea bursts through and all of a sudden away from seemingly no way happens that's when this this synergy happens when creativity when synchronicities all that stuff bubbles up when we become open channels for our own inspiration and so I spent uh years really just trying to figure out how does, how does inspiration work? When does it work? Why does it work? And then I tried to make it into manageable, doable exercises and bite-sized pieces. <laughs> oh, is that all? Oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Just a little of that. <laughs> uh,
3: just that. Just that. That's awesome though. Bite-sized pieces are, are key, right? Yeah. So, to, to avoid the overwhelm because sometimes it can feel, you know, especially the bigger the change and the impact of the work that we're doing, um, it's easy to get lost. And so to be able to have the the bite-sized chunks like step through, then we can manage those those big, yes, yes, thank you for that work.
1: So, you know, um, I'll jump in because we always try to be very, you know, um, want to give space for everyone to say, um, but I I love how you um, talked about your benedictions because that's the highlight of service on Sunday for me, your benediction and how it comes from the heart. Um, when you go into prayer, because you're one of the most dynamic prayers that I know, what happens to you? What happens to your body? Your, there's something that happens to you, and I see it all the time. Where do you go? What do you drop into when you pray?
2: That's such a delicious question. Um I go to that place where, where like you swoon with spirit, where there's such a a deep love and, um, and conviction and trust, not because anything out there has happened to make me believe it, but because I choose it, I re up on it every time. So when I pray, I'm consciously re upping on what I'm choosing to believe that's pretty darn powerful, right? There were years I would sit in the back of Agape with my arms crossed, just waiting for them to do it to me, to change me, to grow me, to make me better. And then I realized in this moment, it's something we decide, we choose, we claim, and we proclaim. So when I I get up there, my, my very greatest desire is to get my ego out of the way, which is vulnerable and it's exposing. I like to be slick and polished and professional, but that doesn't work for what what I want to allow to move through, you know? And so there's a kind of real vulnerability. It's very um exposed feeling. Oh, can I jump in? Because it ties right in. You, you
0: said this, you were like all in, you know, looking all fine. And you were like, I want God to use all of me, not just the pretty parts, not the one that could fit in, you know, this pretty dress. And that's what you're talking about. And then you said, you want God to grow a garden, not only right in these pretty places, but in your scars. And I was like, that's my lady. <laughs> you know, cause to full, yeah. to use your, the fullness of who you are. And ah, that's what you do. I think when you pray and and when you're really tuned in, it's whenever you speak and whenever you show up, it's not only in prayer, it's It's your life.
2: Yeah. That's, that's a really powerful thing. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling the people that are listening right now, because we don't get that messaging of acceptance for our full self in society. Mm -hmm. You know, the commercials and magazines will tell us the version of ourselves that's acceptable and to buck against that, you know, It's not even bucking against it it's just it's it's like exhausting throughout i'm trying not to go too deep because i know we're about to end Um, i'll just do this quickly but you know when everything was happening over the last year and a half one of the comments that i heard african-american people say over and over again is that it's exhausting it's just exhausting and it is exhausting to me to be anything other than my true self, and I feel we are messaged a lot in society to be a version that is idealized, and um, and that's exhausting. So I think you know I want to be bright and myself, but that's vulnerable and scary. So I just have to breathe and shake. <laughs> well, well, that's I what I that. breathe. That's yeah. what I yeah. shake. Yell, do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that's why I'm yeah. showing yeah. is about is that authenticity. <laughs> that's yeah. all we promised each other is that we're going to mm-hmm. be. We're authentic
1: be authentic, yes. authentic yeah yes, yes so Dr. Yes. Julie Dr. Reverend Julie Moret where can people <laughs> find you where can they find your book and if they want to have a session with you and what what's where can we just connect with you sis Okay
2: um so my book is on Amazon what's your what how to ignite your ne- unique brand I'm most active on Instagram. I apologize to Facebook. I abandoned (laughs) Facebook when Instagram came along because I just have the temperament to handle one thing at a time. So I'm most active on Instagram. And um, I'm I'm not doing a private sessions right now, but if you sign up on my website at juliemorette.com, I will be teaching again soon. And I'd love to have folks join the class.
0: Yeah.
1: Wonderful.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for
2: having me. This was fun. Yes.
1: It's fun for us. (laughs) We learned so much on this show, and um, as Faith has said at the top of the show, we are with the Unity Eastern Conference for the rest of the week, and we are that's where we're going to be live, and I'm going to be out in Fort Lauderdale this Sunday, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. You go to CSL Fort Lauderdale. You can catch my message, and I'm speaking about upgrading your belief system, so join me at Woo-hoo. CSL.
3: Woo-hoo. Jackie, yeah. you so we, we bless you on your way. We bless you. Yes. on your way to Florida. Um, And uh, so tomorrow night at the Unity Eastern Region, Skip and I will be presenting a workshop, um, Healing the Historical Trauma of Separation. So this is about diversity, inclusivity, and and getting into those weeds. And so please join us at unityeasternregion.com if you want to sign up for that. And uh, we are so grateful, so grateful for the time you spend with us and for the hearts that you bring to this table and the work that you are doing in the world, the light that you are. So come on, look alive, come to life Whoa. and be that lighthouse. Yes, Let's do it already. Let's
1: do it already. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a wonderful show, y'all. I'm changed again.
2: <laughs> Thank you Thank you so you. much. let
1: so everyone peace and blessings. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to unity online radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.